forever. Dog. Welcome to another episode of Best Show Bests, the greatest hits of the best show, with me, your host, Tom Sharplin. If you like what you hear, make sure you join us every Tuesday night on Twitch at 6 p.m. Pacific for a brand new episode of The Best Show featuring callers, celebrity guests, live music, and plenty of surprises. Enjoy! All right, just one second. Mm-hmm. We'll be back. Best Show, you're on the air. Really great show tonight. Oh, thank you. A lot of fun, a lot of fun. I'd, I'd never heard of Adam Resnick before, uh, and before I, I, I discovered his book, and mm-hmm. uh, I loved it. Oh, you loved his book? Oh, I did love it, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so it's cool to hear an interview with him. Yeah, that's, it's cool. It's a great book. I, lo- I love, uh, I'll tell you what, I could have used a whole book of Merv, his dad. Oh, that's, that's yeah, thanks. Yeah, people seem to like Merv. And I love it. I think it's great. I respect that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing, the thing with the frosted mini wheats. Uh huh. I love that. You like that? Yeah, that was that was, was great. Fun. Tom, what's your favorite part of the book? I I still feel like for me, nothing beats the the Booker story. That yeah, I like me, that too. That to me is yeah. my is my all time. That's, that's Letterman's favorite story. If you let him. Right, see, it runs, mm-hmm. runs. I like the frosted mini wheats better. Okay, cool. Well, I mean that's. Neither. That's. A, I mean, everybody can have a favorite. So. Oh wow! Let me write this down. Yeah. Everybody can have a favorite. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. Why don't. Yeah. Why. Why don't you write it down? Because. Oh, maybe I will. Maybe I'm doing well, it right now. Maybe you should. If If you need to. If you need to point that out from some like point, from some like sarcastic angle, then maybe that's something you need to let sink in a little bit. It's, oh. uh, I didn't mean for it to be a burst of wisdom with you. Oh. What? Wait, what is, what's oh. this? What? You just landed yourself in a forest of trouble, son. Uh, I landed myself in a forest of trouble. Why am I in a forest of trouble? Because this is raccoon face. Shut up. This is this this is raccoon face. Yes, it is. Uh huh. Well, I just want to tell everybody. Let me. I'll I'll tell you, Adam. You're not from my town. For people who don't know, people not from Newbridge. Ever since like the late '60s, there's been this legend of a of guy out in the forest of the Newbridge Forest, the wild man of Newbridge. And uh, there's all these stories about him. It's just, it's like the the mythology of the worst. Uh, the worst one is that his face is like, it was disfigured because there was like a, he had a fight with like a, one of the, like the 15 foot long orange bears that roamed the forest out in Newbridge. So then he had to suture this uh, giant, dead raccoon onto his own face and that's why he's called raccoon face and that he's like it's just this myth where he's like he's supposed to be like it some people call him like a like a wooden like a rabid wood nymph and or like a cannibalistic mutant bloodthirsty manson-esque sadist uh who would like beat his victims 
with a whip made out of the like elastic from his underwear and I've never seen a picture as far as I know he's never been photographed and his existence has never actually been documented and uh so it's like an urban legend or yeah I think it's like a, it's like a giant myth and uh you know that that said it's uh I mean I guess I can talk about this is uh you know as a kid while I was camping in the forest Newbridge forest I was probably 15 at the time and um <clears throat> it would have been me and the the my mime troop who was with the little silent stinkers and we uh went on a camping trip and I, I woke up early one morning because I had to go to the you know number one and uh so I walked like about 50 feet from the campsite and then I just felt like it was weird. It did feel like someone or like something was like watching me in the, you know, in the woods. And I was trying to just do my, you know, you know what? And I, I couldn't, and I started to get scared and I could hear branches and twigs snapping and then I just remember a, like a smell it was like I guess the only way I could describe it would be it would be like a cross between like a this is gonna sound like I'm this is hard to describe I guess like halfway between like a burnt helicopter and like like a pile of like wet tractor tires that that would have been like stewing for days in a vat full of uh like yoga mats like fetid yoga mats and then I mean I just remember just being terrified and I could just feel this thing getting closer to me and then I kind of realized there was no way I was going to be able to you know do what I had to do there, you know, my, I guess for lack of a better term, my uh, business. And, uh, so then I, I, you know, zip up my jean shorts and, you know, look over my shoulder and there's this giant, like, like a humanoid, I guess I'd call like, like a giant humanoid, like in tattered clothing, just kind of like, running off and I was back into like away from me and and I was so scared I I just ran home I didn't even go back to the campsite I just ran home and that was like 15 miles away and you know it really did shake me up that I've never talked about it before and um you know to to make matters worse you know when I got home, I realized I dropped in back at the site where all this happened. I dropped um, my most valuable, like my most prized possession, which was a... Uh, the ultra-rare, never-ready, misprint, wacky packages card. Wait, what's that? Yeah, it was spelled R-E-D-D-I-E, right? 
for never in yeah for the never ready battery. Yep, there were yeah. only five known to be in circulation, right? But how how did you know that that's what it was? Because I was there. Oh, no one's. I've never told this story in my entire life to anyone. I know. Oh my god. Wait. Okay. If you're really, if this is really raccoon face, I mean, I I know what you were wearing that day, right? And I mean, if you can tell me what it was, if you were if you were wearing like it was like a. I'm just trying to think how to... I'm going to describe I'll, it, and you tell me. I'll tell you what you were wearing. How about that? You'll tell me what I was wearing? Yeah. Okay, because I remember what... I remember what I was wearing. Okay. I remember what you were wearing. I remember if what you were wearing. Well, I remember what you were wearing, too. And I, I'm not going to tell you what I was wearing. I'll tell you what you were wearing. You're going to tell wearing- me... The aforementioned jean shorts, uh-huh. a rat concert shirt, uh-huh. a yellow bandana around your neck, and white puffy high top sneakers. And, oh, and I you said, also had a red visor okay. that said, "I'm a little silent stinker." That okay, that is creeping me out. That you are. This is raccoon face. That's right, oh, son. My God. And what you were you were wearing like a hoodie. I don't, That's correct. Yeah. I just wanted to get what we were wearing out of the way there. What we were both wearing. I can't believe this is raccoon face. It, this is like, you're like larger than life. It's like the Loch Ness Monster or like Bigfoot. Oh, well, that's not at all insulting. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I mean I'm sorry. I mean, you know, it's like, it's like. For lack of a better word, you know, it's like, it's, you're like a creature that like, nobody was sure whether you even existed or not. And I mean, I was not prepared for, to ever talk to raccoon face, but I do, I would, can I ask you some questions? Sure. You know, I can, so. Oh, hey, hang on. What? Show me some respect. Okay. Call me Mr. Face. Well, I called you Raccoon Face. That's your no. Call me Mister Face. Okay, Mister Face. So Raccoon is your first name. No, you shut up. Okay. All right, and this is exactly why I'm calling in here because there's all kinds of misconceptions about me. All right. Uh huh. Okay. Uh-huh. There's been a lot of crazy, hurtful, disturbing things said about me over the last forty years, uh-huh. and I want to set the record straight tonight. Uh huh. Really? Yes. Okay. So well, fire away. Sure. Okay. Well, the first question I would ask is like. How did you end up in Newbridge Forest, um, which, I mean, however many years ago? What led up to you ending up there? Well, it's quite a story, son. Um, you see, back in the, in the summer of 69, I was a senior at Newbridge High School for the Lesser Motivated. Oh, okay. And um, I don't know if you know it, but th- that was a very turbulent time in our town's history. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Mayor Kern had everyone on pens and needles thinking that the Apollo astronauts had brought moon rickets back to Earth and that we were all going to die unless we took uh, Kern moon ricket serum. Uh, and uh, combine that with Officer Harrop Sr. initiating martial law after he saw the association perform on Ed Sullivan. Yeah, and you can see how the city was a powder keg waiting to explode. Yeah, well, I mean, the association on Ed Sullivan was like a big... He was scared. He was scared. He was scared. Officer Harrop Sr. was scared. He was. He thought it was Along Comes Machete. The song Along Came uh, Along Came Mary. Yeah. Yeah. He so he thought there was it was like a hyper violent song. Did, yeah. Oh yeah, and he he uh-huh. thought it was everyone knows it's Howitzer. Well, no, that's it's windy, right? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but not Howitzer. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. So he goes. He was hard of hearing. But anyways, you know. So it's. So, you know, that's how, how the, that was the climate at that point. And, you know, it, it was very difficult, but me and three of my best buddies, Mickey Monroe, uh, Dave Ploppleton, and Montgomery Davies Jr., we snuck out of town, and we headed up straight to Bethel, New York, for the big Woodstock Festival. For the Woodstock? Wow, so you went to Woodstock. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you, it was a lot of fun until... Uh, un- until what? Well... You know, security was very lax back in those days. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we snuck backstage, and on the second night, well, <laughs> I was flipping on doses. Uh-huh. Well, I, but don't judge me, because back then, everybody was flipping on doses. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Johnson was flipping on doses half the time. Johnson? Oh, yeah. Johnson, like... Lyndon John. Lyndon John, like President oh, yeah. John, LBJ. Yes, yeah. He was he was just regularly. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'd never oh, heard he, that. Yeah, you know that that footage where he says, "I I will not accept the nomination," you know, of my mm-hmm. party to run for president. Yes. You know why he did that? Why? Because he wanted to dose more. So it was getting in the way of his his dosing. His dosing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So anywho, yeah. I, I get up on stage with CCR. Uh huh. And they're doing "Keep On Chuglin." Yeah. And I was really connecting with the music. Okay. Yeah, I was really feeling Doug's backbeat. Okay. And they started doing this extended outro, and I was just riding that wave of Louisiana swamp mojo that only a band from the Bay Area can deliver. Yeah. And I started chugling my way towards the middle of the stage. Uh, okay. And I was completely lost in the chugle. Yeah. And then I started chugling my clothes off. Oh, no. Yeah, all of them. Uh-huh. And all the while, you know, I'm doing that, I'm really chugling my buns off. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, I got to say, I don't like where this is going. Oh, I'm sorry. I said buns. No, no, that that's not what I meant. Uh, it's it's okay. You can say you can say buns. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, can I also say mother? Liquor? No, I I bleeped all of that. You can't say any of that. Why would you do that? Hey, you don't yell at raccoon face. It yells at you. It yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I've never heard that version of that, but all right. There's a raccoon. lot of versions you haven't heard. Okay, well, oh, Mister, F- uh, well, I'm I'm sorry, Mister Face. 
I can't I believe like I'm calling you call me that. Yeah, I can't believe I'm doing it, but all right. I'll all show right. Us. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Anyway, so I started shugling something else. I don't. Please don't tell me. Yeah. Yeah, I I was shugling my forest bathroom area. Real hard. Real frantic. Oh, I hate your, I'm not even going to say it. It's bad okay, enough well, it got said once. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like this at all, oh, Mr. Face. Well, look, so anyway, I, I look up and CCR are still on stage, but they stop playing. It's total silence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stu, Doug, John, and Ned are staring at me with these looks of shock on their faces. Uh-huh. Well, um... Two two things come to mind here with that. Okay. I guess A would be that um, that's maybe the most repulsive thing I've ever heard, that you were chugling on stage to the point where the band mm-hmm. was done. And and the other thing, point, is um, you said it was Ned. It's There's no Ned. It was uh, Tom, not Ned. I never called you Ned. Oh, no, I meant that there's no Ned in it was tom fogarty there was no ned in creedence clearwater revival oh you know you're really starting to raise the hackles on my haunches son uh-huh well i i don't know what to tell you mr face and i, well, I, I don't know either yeah well i don't know why i can't just call you raccoon face it's the because name i don't like it uh-huh yeah from you all right so anyway flash forward to monday okay mm-hmm on the way back to Newbridge, the guys tell me that my chugling is going to be the hit of the movie that they're making of, of, of Woodstock, uh-huh. like a documentary. Yeah. So I get really scared because they keep telling me how, how when the movie comes out, I'm going to be super famous. And they start making up all these names that people are going to start calling me once the movie comes once out. Once the movie comes out and everybody sees you on yeah. the movie screen. Yeah, they start calling me names like, Penis Whitewater Revival, mm-hmm. Woodcock, mm-hmm. Canned Meat. The Who's That Playing With Their Whipple on Stage at Woodstock? Uh, that one's a bit of a stretch. Tim Hardon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tim. Ravi Wankar. Okay. Any others? Couple more. Uh huh. Not So Sly in the Family Bone. I don't get and, that one. Well, oh, I get it now. Okay, that's Sly and the family. Oh, the family. Never mind. Okay, go ahead. And and uh, Jimi Hendrix. Hendrix, yep. not Hendrix. Okay. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. So by the by the time we make it back to Newbridge, I, I was just uh-huh. beside myself with worry. By the time we made it back to Newbridge, is that... I don't get it. Well, it's a different. It's a creed. It's a. a Crosby, Stills, and Nash song. Never mind. 
So you make you go back to Newbridge, and you're now what? You're terrified of this. I'm all terrified. Happening. Yeah, yeah. I, m- my life is over. So when we stop to get gas at the Lubin Gulp, uh huh, just outside of Newbridge, yeah, I, I catch a glimpse of the cover of the Newbridge Republican Times Herald Democrat. Uh huh. And what was on the what was on the cover? A huge picture of me on stage at Woodstock, chuglin my dink. Oh, okay. And then there's a headline over it that that reads. Local perv goes on dungaree rummage on world stage. Bring shame to Newbridge. Must be killed. Oh, wow, that's, yeah. that's a pretty brutal headline. It was. It, it even printed my address, 325 North Pancake Boulevard. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So I knew right then and there that I could never go home again. You know, I, I knew I couldn't face my family or my friends ever. So I snuck off and I made my way into Newbridge Forest. Wow. You've been there ever since? Yeah. Oh, my God. That is... Wow. Um, well, Mr. Face, I, uh, I, I guess, uh, can I ask you another question? Sure. Um, how do you, how do you survive out there in the forest? I mean, like, because next to the the deepest parts of the Amazon Newbridge forest is pretty much known as the most inhospitable place on earth. Yeah. You're telling me mm. like, like just the other day I was almost trampled by a massive quad footed doodle boop. By a what? A, a quad footed doodle boop. What, 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 what is that? You're kidding. No, I don't know what that is. But I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, I, I, I'd been in here so long with such limited contact with the outside world uh-huh. that, that I forget that only 20% of Newbridge Forest has ever been explored. Mm-hmm. There's all these, these animals, bugs, birds, and creatures here that the scientists don't know about. And, um, you know, the massive quad-footed doodle boop is just one of them. It, it, it's kind of like a cross between a mid-sized elephant and a hummingbird, but with a tiny ferret head. Huh. Wow, that sounds ins. I, that, well, that sounds terrifying. Yeah. To picture, is that the only? What you said? There's other ones that people oh, don't yeah. know. Like, what yeah. are some other creatures that that people outside of Newbridge Forest wouldn't know about? Well, there's like uh, rabid tree blobs, uh, land gnomes, fourteen uh, foot crickets, uh, thrush monsters, uh, giant lightning bugs, giant thunder bugs, uh, Tom Tricoli's dogs. Uh-huh. A lot of stuff like that, crazy, crazy things. Wow, wow! And what what do you do for shelter out there? Well, for years I lived in a World War II Japanese warplane. Wait, wait! There's a Japanese warplane in Newbridge Forest. Oh yes, yeah, several of them. I guess they were flying to New York to drop bombs until the uh, you know, the giant sh- uh, Shih Tzu batted them away. Wait, the the what? The giant Shih Tzu? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know anything about that. Oh yeah, I, I guess it must have gotten loose from its owner, you know, back in the '40s or something, and it ran into the forest, and it probably fell into one of the forest's many radioactive ponds, mm-hmm. and then it became the size of a skyscraper, and it must have thought that the planes were these fun doggy toys. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. There's all kinds of radioactive mutants roaming around here. Okay. Um, the most heinous one I could probably describe best as a giant half animal part party machine hybrid. Huh. I mean that that's insane. I, I yeah. don't think anyone like in the outside world knows about any of this. No, no. A lot of weird stuff going on here. 
Weird Wild Stuff. Weird, weird, wild, that's a... Weird, wild stuff. You know who that is? That's Johnny Carson. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's still on, right? What's that? He's still on TV, right? Still, Johnny Carson, no. He died probably about 10 years ago at this point. Oh, no! Um, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Oh, I can't believe it. Mm -hmm. Well, it it, it happened, yeah. Well, who took over his show? Ed McMahon? Uh, No, Ed McMahon is dead also. Oh, no! No, he didn't take it. It was uh, 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 Jay Leno took it over. Oh, I love him. You like him? He's great. Well, he's he's uh, he's a little different than you might remember. If you if you're the Jay, if if you still think Carson's on the air, the Jay Leno you're in your mind is is uh, different from the one that the rest of us. Uh, Okay. Well, uh, that's fair enough. Yeah. But look, anyway, to further answer your question, mm-hmm. when the Japanese warplane fell apart, I ended up moving into one of the crashed alien spacecrafts. <laughs> so there's not only Japanese war warplanes. There's there's an alien, a crashed alien spacecraft out in the Newbridge Forest. Yeah. I don't know what where that came from. But. I don't know. I just made that up. There's actually several of them. Uh-huh. Yeah. I guess the occupants must have beamed out before the ships crashed. Mm-hmm. And, but it, they left behind all this cool stuff like weapons and cutlery and magazines. Mm-hmm. They have magazines in space. I didn't know that. That wouldn't – it would – hmm. Magazine. You'd think that of all the things to get – like we are evolving past magazines – out here in the end, but aliens who are traveling through from planet to planet or galaxy to galaxy, they're still reading magazines. They are. Yeah. My favorite is space fun, space fun magazine. Yep. So that's one of the magazines on the, on the ship. Yeah. There's also one called space. Oh, did you bleep me? I did bleep you on that. That, Even though it's an alien thing, I still, that you can't say that. Yeah, they love that stuff up there. Yeah. That is. They go on spacesuit rummages. Well, I, man, that is, that's weird that that's the most shocking part of an alien, me finding out about the existence of aliens is me within 45 seconds being repulsed by their choice of magazines. Hey, they have needs. Ugh, I... Yeah, but speaking of spacesuits, you know, they were too small for me to fit in, so mm-hmm. that's kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when I, which actually leads to a question, when I saw you, you were wearing this hoodie that was kind of ripped up, like really, like you were just in tattered, like wild person clothes when I when I saw you way back when I was uh, out there camping. And I mean, that was so long ago at this point. And I mean, what are you, there's no way you could still be wearing those, those, that tattered hoodie. What, what are you wearing now? Well, the clothes I wore to Woodstock, you know, of course they slowly began to disintegrate. And by, mm-hmm. by the early nineties, I was, I was down to a loincloth made out of my striped bandlon shirt. Uh-huh. It was sick. I don't know if you ever worn a loincloth, but they're not fun. They look cool. Uh-huh. But they're not fun. They, there's a lot of um, what I call crevice creeping. I hope that's not too much. That's not. Well, it's too it's sick a, to say. It's a little. It's a it's it's a little. Um, it's not my favorite. How about sure, that? Sure, sure, 
Sure. Well, but luckily, I found some, um, I, I think you call them hammer pants, that were left behind when a rap group from Newbridge was shooting a video here. Hammer pants. Wait, how, how do you know about things like like videos and rap and all the things we talked about at the beginning here? Like, you know, Adam Resnick's book and everything, if you've had no contact with the outside world for all those years. Oh, you'd be surprised what hikers leave behind at campsites. I, I find magazines, books like, like Adam's uh, music players with tapes mm. and um, uh, uh, compact okay. discs that are still uh -huh. in them. Uh-huh. Well, compact. Okay. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Hey, have you heard of this singer named Tom Waits? Yeah, yeah, I'm not a huge uh, Tom Waits fan. Wait, what? What? I, like, he, he's like a, a hobo singing. Yeah, he it sings, is. He sings the, the hobo's music. Well, it's like hobo's music, but it's not, it's like, it's like a very, high, imagine like a high class Los Angeles hobo. Like a guy with so much money that he can start dressing like he's got no money. Oh, well. It's not my thing. Okay, all right. Well, what about Billy Joel? The tape I, I have is called Glass Houses. And um, is this what punk rock is? Um, No, no. Billy Joel is definitely not punk rock. Oh, I just assume because the music is so aggressive and he sings with such anger. Uh-huh. He's and he's, he's throwing a, like a, a, a rocket at a, at, a, at a window on the cover. And he wears a leather jacket like Brando? Yeah, well, I wouldn't, um, no, it's really a pretty affected thing for who Billy Joel uh, is. It's not, it's not very, very representative. And uh, no, punk, punk is different than that. Okay, well, I, I also found this compact disc that I, I assume is used as some kind of torture device to get information out of prisoners. Mm -hmm. what, what is that? Hang on, let me let me find it real quick. It's called Public Animal Number One, and it's by Gigi Allen and the Murder Junkies. Yeah, no, that's that's a real artist. That's not a torture uh, device. Uh, Gigi Allen is a real recording artist, and uh, he actually died about twenty years ago. Oh, he passed on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did. He did pass on. Uh huh. Hey, look, I I want to correct you on something something that you said. You said that that I I don't have much contact with the outside world. Mm hmm. Well, I've been out a few times. Really? Yeah. You've been out of Newbridge Falls. Like when? When? Uh, I did a Bob's Burgers last year. Wait, what? What is? <laughs> Wait, you did. You did what did you did a Bob's Burgers? Yeah, it's a cartoon show. Uh-huh. No, I know I'm fully aware of what Bob's Burgers is. Oh. Yeah. But you did when you say you did one, what does that mean? I did a voice. Oh, okay. Yeah, there yeah. There you go. Yeah. But uh Have you done one? No, no, I haven't actually. Have not been asked to do uh -huh. a Bob's Burgers. It's funny, huh? I guess uh some they people, must have a reason. Well, I don't know. some people do four voices on it. That's fun. That's funny. And really? I'm, yeah, I'm still at zero. You're oh a, you. You've done one voice on it, which is I've done one. Yeah. Do you know anyone else who's done them? Oh, sure. Plenty of people. It, it, I would probably pretty much at this point name who hasn't done one, and it would probably it's a shorter list with one name on it. 
I see. Yeah, me. Mm. And uh, okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna stop with that whole thing. Okay. Um, what, Mister Face? Yes. What What do you do for food out there in the woods? Oh, you know, I forage around. You know, I I, I get nuts and I get berries, that kind of stuff. Sometimes people leave food for me too. What? Um, they leave food for you. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Like, give well, me like an there's example. this guy named Bryce who who leaves sandwiches and then these other fun things for me. <laughs> I, I don't need to get into what those fun things are, though, do I? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I I don't think we need to get into that. Right. There's, okay. There's already been enough mm-hmm. talk of that right. stuff. Well, there's this other guy named Mike who leaves uh beer for me and and uh grateful dead tapes and grateful dead updates that uh-huh. kind of stuff and yeah. updates <laughs> yeah yeah okay. i i guess they played their last shows recently yeah they did these shows with the guy from uh fish taking over for the late great jerry garcia what, wait what's his name abe vagoda uh the no the no not fish the tv show oh the guy from oh. the band fish Oh, I was asking because I still I don't, one of my few reading things I have is a TV guide from 1979. Mm-hmm. So. so you just read about shows? Yeah, I would kind of make them up in my mind. Uh huh. Yeah. So you're just making up episodes of Fish? Yeah, yeah. In my mind, he he's uh, he he goes back in time to to the, the 1910s. Okay. Is, it, is it called the tens? That where I get what you're saying. Yeah, and he goes on the Titanic. Fish. Fish goes on the Titanic. Yeah, and then he dies on it and then becomes a ghost fish. He was also a detective of the deep. It's called Fish, colon, detective of the deep. So it's it's the the police officer Fish, played by Abe Vigoda. That's correct. Who passes away, who time travels. A, yes. And here here's, I'm not here to poke holes in your thing, but he's... From, well, maybe I'd like that. Well, he, okay. Well, but, he's from the seventies, so he. Why would he go on the Titanic if he's from the nineteen seventies? He clearly must have heard what's going to happen to him on the Titanic. Well, we all have blind spots. Maybe that's his. Like he just never checked out any news. Maybe, or, like he just he, went back and then decided, oh, here's a cruise. Maybe every time in his life when someone was about to inform him mm-hmm. of the Titanic's fate, he looked away or got distracted by something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> it's, it's plausible. It's very, you know what? Fair enough. I thought I had poked a hole in your, uh, I'm sorry I said that because now it's going to set you off on some flight of fancy. I wonder if I could write a movie called Titanic Distractions. Titanic distraction, so that yes. he gets distracted right before somebody talks about the Titanic for his entire life. Yes, and then he I goes. He goes back in time, and then suddenly, the first thing he does is decide to go on an old-fashioned cruise. Yeah, because he sure. You know what? I I guess it's it's all possible. Um, man. Well, Mr. F- raccoon Face, or Mr. Face. You can call me Raccoon Face now. Okay, Raccoon Face. I got to say, this was as unexpected as anything that's ever happened on this show. And this is definitely one of the most surprising phone calls I've ever gotten on the best show. And, you know, you have 
to be fair, there's been so much legend about you, and you have really uh, corrected all the misconceptions about you that people have had and misconceptions that I've had about you. Well, thank you, son. You know, it, it, it hurts to be judged so unfairly and to be seen as some kind of a monster or a disfigured troglodytic nightmare, a raccoon-faced freak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, okay. So I thought the raccoon sewing thing was made up, but... so no, that's real. Oh, so it is? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I, I didn't do it because I got mauled by one of those big orange bears. Uh-huh. Well, how, how did you damage your face then? I was on wild shrooms for saying pretending to be a Wait, what, what, what was that? I was on wild shrooms pretending to be Bill Wyman, and I fell off a cliff and landed on my face. Uh-huh. Ugh. Well, look, so I get knowing your history, the whole thing about being on shrooms. Yeah. yeah. But... I'm not sure why anyone would pretend to be Bill Wyman. You know, I mean, when the Rolling Stones, he just stood there. Didn't he, he, he just stood there. He's not in the Stones anymore? <laughs> no, no. Bill Wyman left the Rolling Stones. That's early 90s, probably. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no! They're doomed! Doomed to play tiny clubs if, in fact, they ever dare tour it at all, which I know is an absolute impossibility. Uh-huh. They'll never go without Bill. Yeah, well, uh, Raccoon Face, I'm I'm sorry to uh, to give you this this uh, uh, news flash here, but they they currently actually are on a tour of stadiums right now. The Rolling Stones, like at this very moment, there's no way. There's no way that the Stones could possibly exist without Dr. Stoic, the bass surgeon. Wait, what? You never heard him called that? Dr. Stoic, the bass surgeon? No, Dr. Stoic, comma, the bass surgeon. Doctor, okay, but you didn't say the comma when you said it. Well, it's implied. Okay. You dipple dip. Okay, well, look. I'm sorry you just found out about Bill Wyman. What I, let me just get this whole thing back on target a little bit. Okay. If I can. It's it's it's. I gotta say, in it's great to know that uh, you know, ultimately you're you're a pretty normal guy who you know even though there's been a ton of bizarre circumstances that you know put you on this path and that you know nobody has ever taken that you've made it and you've survived. I I think that's. That's pretty awesome. Well, I, I appreciate that, son, and I, I appreciate you taking the time to, to understand me. Mm-hmm. You know, and because there's so many legends and so much stuff, and, you know, you're, you're a, it's good to know you, you know, look, we're all a little goofy in our own way, um, myself included, and, uh, yeah, but, okay, you're not supposed to take that kind of, oh, well, but, you're 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 a regular guy, really. You know, there's there's all these legends that, like you're not any of the monsters like the you know, like the Zodiac Hugger or like the Newbridge Mystery Ape or the Newbridge Mauler or the Dumpster Peeper or the Wayne Coin of the Wilderness or the Newbridge Exsanguinator, like Oh no, <laughs> I'm all those guys. 
<laughs> What's that? I'm all of those guys. All the people you mentioned, they're all me. Really? Yes. So the Newbridge Exsanguinator. Yep. Well, if you're the Newbridge Exsanguinator, um, can you? I prove it. Well, on March fourth, two thousand and three, I. Without spilling one drop of blood. Oh my God! You, I, I just bleeped a lot of that out. But you are, you are the Newbridge Exsanguinator. Yeah. Cool. So you are a te- you're a terrible person after all. I don't want anything to do with you, raccoon face. You know. Let me just ask you one other question though before I say goodnight. Yes. How are you even calling the show? Oh, Chapo let me his his cell phone. Who? My new amigo, El Chapo. <laughs> El Chapo, the yeah. the head of the Sinaloa cartel. Oh yeah. Who you, who you escaped from prison a few weeks ago? See, si. he's here with me right now. So El Chapo's hiding in Newbridge Forest with you right now. No. He's with me hiding in the closet right behind you. Wait, no. You're not. You're in the studio closet. Yes. Get ready to meet Raccoon Face and my little amigo. before we left the forest? Oh, you El Dippo. Look, I'll tell you, this half-ass guano might fly down in Mexico, but it sure don't fly up here, my man. Ow! Ouch! Ouch! Oh, you dropped the chainsaw on my foot! Oh! Mike? Oh! oh. Mike? Foot is swelling. You dip! I'm gonna keep. Oh. I'm gonna keep them going. Oh, oh. just slide slide that chair under oh. the closet doorknob. Oh, oh. Hey, raccoon face. Oh, what? What? What's what's going on now? Oh, I janked my back. Uh huh. Oh, and my raccoon face is coming loose. Okay. Uh huh. Oh. Uh huh. Oh. Okay. Good job. Mike just put a chair on. Oh, man. It's hard to even stand up. Oh, what's that? Oh, El Chapo forgot that he has a knife. Look out, Tom, because that CB radio station is about to get turned into a bloody car wash. What the? This door won't open. Oh, yeah. We put a chair up against it. It's not going to open. You're stuck. That's not a real thing, is it? It, it works. It's working right now. Yeah. No, I mean I know it. It works in movies, like like when Peter Benchley does that to the shark in Jaws after Fred Schneider says their boat needs to be way bigger. I didn't think it worked in real life. Yeah, well, it it does. And uh, just so you know, I just called the heinous creeps division of the Newbridge Police Department, and they're going to be here any second. Oh come on! Please let us out. No. We won't be bad, please. We, we won't promise. be bad. Please. No, no way. 
please. We're knocking nicely. <laughs> no, I'm not letting you out. I don't care how much you ask nicely. You're bad guys. Oh, come on. No. Oh, oh, it's working again. Oh, you're going to get it now. Death to CB radio tyrants. Oh, no. And died again. This is very frustrating, I gotta say. Well, amigo, looks like it's the end of the line for us. Wonder what they're serving for dinner in El Hut tonight. Uh. What, what was that? This chainsaw has dose hornos. This chainsaw has two horn, uh, two horns. See. Yeah. Well, talk to you later, I guess. Well, you're going to settle back here, all right? Yeah, get comfortable. All right. I just raccoon face. Thanks a lot. Well, well, you're the El Dip Munch. Okay. Okay, and he hung up. Oh my God. He's in the closet. The two of them are in there, Mike, with a chainsaw that doesn't have any gas in it, apparently. Wow. How about that? Don't open Short that closet. Short on that guy. Just hung up on you. Yeah. Don't open the closet, Adam. So I'm confused. Did he find my book in the woods or not? He did. He did. Yeah. Look, however, it, yeah, however you get to it, you get to it. You know what I mean? You know? The Best Show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Byrne. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Byrne, segment producer Michael Lisk. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Knapp. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.